I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Hi, welcome. It's Oops the Podcast. I'm Francis. This is Julio Gallarotti. We, every week, do this. That's That's true. We do. And we're back again. Every week. For more of, of it. Um, <laughs> as more usual. More of it? I've been feeling... Uh, let me ask you something. <laughs> do you notice when women have particularly hairy forearms? Is that something you notice? Uh, let's say I think I, I notice when people have hairy forearms regardless of gender. Uh, oh, how progressive of you. <laughs> I was just saying, like, based on what is normal for either gender's arm hair, if one has more than the average arm hair for that gender, I notice. Mm. Which which means the answer is yes. I saw a woman who looked like a goat late, lately. She was really... She recently, was, yeah. She had long arm hair. Not armpit hair. That doesn't bother me. Whatever. Do whatever you want. I don't. I don't care. But I just remarked in my brain my goodness that woman's arm hair is comprehensive juicy yeah <laughs> did you ever um <laughs> did you ever shave weird parts of your body i once shaved my legs why uh i don't know one of my boys talked me into it like we know <laughs> we noticed how like all the tennis players and all the swimmers and stuff would just shave their legs and how it just looked super clean why would the tennis players do it i'm not really sure dude Swimmers say they do it for for to re- eliminate drag. That makes sense. Uh, maybe, sure does. I was thinking. Tennis, ma- I don't. I don't get that. <laughs> I was thinking that maybe somehow by having shaved legs, you're not. You don't have as much sweat build up, and therefore, mm. you know what I mean. I don't know. I'm not really sure. They keep cooler. Maybe or maybe yeah. Like I'm not. I'm not totally sure the reasoning behind it. When I was doing a lot of skiing, I would sometimes shave my leg just up to where you know the end of the boot kind of went because it would i would get all this shin bang that's what they called it sort of Mm. the rubbing from where the the hairy part of your leg was against the boot good old shin bang shin bang love some shin bang. so i did that but then i remember you know i would be playing basketball and if I didn't wear socks to that same level i looked ridiculous (laughs) looked like a poodle (laughs) <laughs> that had been crimped coiffed that's funny yeah uh but the reason i asked this i was thinking you know when puberty started for me i was early and i was fearful of it and i didn't want to i didn't want it to start i didn't want to be the first interesting so i hid it but aren't you naturally hiding it by i mean the only thing that really is different is the, the the pubic region, yeah well right? I, no i mean i had armpit hair and i would oh I would shave course. that really yeah wow because i didn't want to be the first of my friends to have i it. thought i don't want to be a man yet i'm not ready for this wow i don't have i don't want to be a hairy old man so did you know how to shave yet though like did you cut your armpit i think shaving? i i might have been shaving my face already yeah. i'm not entirely sure and what was this like seventh grade sixth grade probably more like fifth grade wow maybe maybe sixth grade no it was probably sixth that's grade. still really early dude yes but get this then i was playing aau basketball 
right? Mm-hmm. And there were all these kids on my team from Gorham and <laughs> South Portland. Gorham. Gorham, Maine. That's where they had the haunted hayrides. Uh, uh, those are always a good time. I'll tell you something. A lot of those people who are working the haunted hayrides now, mm-hmm. they've been working them for about 15 years. That's a dead-end job. That'll suck you right in. So is it like a seasonal job, though? Like I'm sure assuming is. they don't only do that. Oh, right? that's only around Halloween, yeah. Some extra holiday bucks? Couple. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. Vroom, vroom. Just, yeah, that's it. They, There's they, always the chainsaw they guy have who the chases. Chainsaw without the chain on it. <laughs> they would rev it, and then they would scare children. Haunted Ugh. houses are way more exhilarating than haunted hayrides, in my opinion. The haunted hayride was a pretty good... It was a pretty good haunted hayride they had really? in Gorham, Maine. Yeah, it was. I feel like there's less possibilities with the haunted hayride. Oh, they went all out. They had a 16 wheeler Mac, you know, a Mac truck mm-hmm. that would, out of nowhere, at some point in the woods, <laughs> you're going good. through this wooded. You can't see anything. It's the. It's just a narrow track. Oh, that's good. And they, out of nowhere, all of a sudden, the truck would turn on its lights, lean into the horn. And drive at you. Oh, that's pretty and good. And you didn't see it. It's close. That's really good. So you think you're all of a sudden about to get hit by get a T-boned. A 16-wheeler truck. I'm like, what happened to the fucking headless horseman and oh, the that's... chainsaw guy? We're on the highway now? <laughs> that's good, dude. <laughs> that is very good. How do we... So that the Haunted Hayride was good. Uh, I never went with a date. I was always too... I was too young, and then I stopped going. But it would have been a good date. It would be a great day. Dude, the best... Fear is a great aphrodisiac. Totally. It, it really is. Scaring the shit out of each other. It brings only, people you together. You hold on to each other. Next thing you know... You're fucking... Pipe. You know. <laughs> Dude, so the best haunted house that I ever went to was in New York City. I don't think they do it anymore, but the way they did it was like each room of the haunted house was based on a real serial killer. Wow. Uh, which was cool. And they, they did a thing which I don't think is uncommon where you mark your head if you don't want to be touched. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if you're a fucking tough guy, you don't do that. So my friend and I go and do this, dude, this is an amazing nuance. We go into the John Wayne Gacy room, who was the killer clown guy. And he used to like do shit to little boys. Like it's really fucked up, scary shit. And at one point he would open the floor and ask for a volunteer to get in the floor. Oh gosh. And my friend volunteered. He then went in the floor. Then they closed the trap door and then you continue with the haunted house without your friend for like 10 minutes. Oh, that's good. Well, what did he do down there? He goes on his own little personalized experience and then eventually hops out and scares you again. 10 minutes later, your friend did. Yeah. And I was going to go with the John Wayne Gacy guy. No, the John Wayne Gacy, I put him in the floor and then we don't know what happened to him once he was in the floor. It's a bit of an underground railroad. nod. Yeah, dude, crazy. And then eventually he pops out and scares the shit out of you. But it's just like, the idea of completely separating somebody in, from the group in a really creepy way, like any unexpected thing like that makes the haunted house yes. hit different. Those interactive haunted houses, I never had the gumption to take one on. <laughs> they, they, I watched some YouTube trailers for them, and it's, you know, it's very psychologically disturbing stuff. You, you walk into a, wom- a room and you witness somebody choking with a, you know, plastic bag over their head. Oh God! And then, like, that's it, right? You're like, what? What, ha- what was what that for? That? Why? Why do we need that? That was unnecessary. What about goblins and ghouls? I know, I know. What's with the uh, dude? Totally. I don't know if I needed. <laughs> why aren't goblins and ghouls good enough? You know, mob death reenactment <laughs> in my face. 
Dude, so have you seen that show on Netflix, The Dark Tourist? No. It's really good. This is a recommendation of mine. Uh, it's the same guy who made the Tickling documentary on HBO. I, I mean, never saw that either. That was, dude, so, okay, let me backtrack. The Tickling documentary is about this guy who used to take videos of people getting tickled and then, like, use it to blackmail them. Dude, it's cra it's crazy. I think it's called Tickled. Dude, I, I had an anxiety attack watching it. And I had to go to the hospital. <laughs> I'm serious. Here's a classic Julia moment. I'm serious. I had watching Tickling Docs. Tickled. Had to go to the hospital. Had We've to go to the hospital. 200-something episodes in. We've never heard this fucking I story. forgot about this. Dude, so like my my chest just started to tighten up, and I thought there was something wrong with me. Like I was having a heart attack, and I went to the hospital. What troubled like, you? What triggered this? Was it was it the tickling or the blackmail? It was. It's hard to explain, man. It's just such a fucked up, weird documentary. <laughs> Why and then would they, you watch it? Dude, because I don't know. Because people are like, you got to watch this. You know what I mean? And who said that? Like, like Scopo, dude. Like some of these like comedians we know. This guy Chris Scopo, like those kind of people. You know what I mean? Like, dude, yeah. you gotta watch this. So anyway, uh, then they like confront the guy who's doing this. Dude, it's just really fucking weird. It's this this New Zealander guy who does it. And then I started watching The Dark Tourist, also by this person from New Zealand. Mm. I didn't realize it was the same guy. So oh. I was like, man, people from New Zealand just make really amazing investigative shows so dark tourist is also a documentary it's a documentary series and it's about the idea of dark tourism like the idea that you will travel somewhere to explore a place's dark past so for example they go to like a place in kazakhstan that's the most nuclear tested area in the world like shit like that mm -hmm. one of the places this guy goes uh is i think it's somewhere in tennessee it's somewhere down south it's the scariest haunted house that exists Mm. And it's so scary that they like they customize an experience for you and no one has ever gotten through it without tapping out ever in the history of its existence. Oh, most people will make it like a few minutes and then they're like, like, this is too fucked up. I, I'm out now and say they're safe word now. Oh, it's it's arranged. It's arranged by this fucking weird guy. Oh, gosh. It's like sadistic guy. You pay him and he makes the most fun. Like, you tell him all your fears. And he makes the most fucked up possible experience for you. And every single person has tapped out. He tailors it to yes, you. Yes. What if you just lied and said, my greatest fears are, are a, a cotton candy machine overflowing and <laughs> goldfish that are larger than usual. And dude, he would somehow make it fucked up. Though. My girlfriend walking in on my girlfriend getting plowed. Dude. You, would, you wouldn't want to say that part. What's he going to do? I, like, dude, I don't know. But this, if you watch this, you will be like, this is crazy. So like, fine. But I think that there's also like generic stuff that scares everybody that you wouldn't even make it to. Right, the obviously, I, but I wouldn't say spiders. I wouldn't say, you know, knife death. Okay, fine. But dude, like all of those things suck anyway. So like. So that you got to figure that's already going to be in there. It, yes. He, stuff he that plays it, the hits. Correct. And <laughs> Yeah, dude, exactly. He plays the hits, <laughs> and then also adds a little personal touch. Correct. That's exactly what happens. Would, do you have any interest in doing something like no, that? No, absolutely not, dude. Okay, now um, let's talk about, I guess, more uh, haunted houses, more in the sense of uh, spirits and whatnot. Okay. Scale of one to ten, one being the most. And, you know, there are no such thing as ghosts. This is all nonsense. Ten being a complete believer. Where do you fall? As far as ghosts go and, and, and belief or like my fear of them? I would say ghost belief. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I would say somewhere in the middle. 
Really? Like Five I don't six? I don't think it's absolute bullshit. Uh, but I'm also not scared of them necessarily, unless I watch like a very scary thing about it. Because then, no matter what I watch that's scary, if I'm in my bed, I think that thing's in the corner of the room. Okay, you know what I mean. So you're yeah, you're easily sold. But no, it's not that I'm easily sold. I'm easily scared. I, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking taking subtle shots at me, <laughs> dude. But as far as ghosts and shit go, I'm not like adamantly a, a believer that they don't exist, and I don't. I'm not an adamant believer that they're like here to do mischief and harm. You know your scare level. You don't sign up, therefore, for any of these haunted houses. Or I anything. like haunted houses, though. I like to be scared, but, but you I wouldn't get go to the most one, the most horrifying one. Uh, I wouldn't go to the most. No, the most horrifying one though is like you get tortured, dude. You know what I mean? That's the one in Atlanta. Yeah, they tor- no, I think it's in Tennessee. I'm not Tennessee? Pos- Watch the Dark Tourist. It's really good. Uh, but it's on Netflix. The haunted house in general, I'll go to. Like the scary one with the John Wayne Gacy and all that. I had a fun at that. I get scared shitless, but I have a good time. Uh huh. What? What does this not make sense to you? Uh, the, the thrill of fear. Yeah, but I guess it's a little bit like a Scoville unit type thing. What's that? That's the heat scale on, oh, on, okay. on yeah, Spice. Yeah. Fair, fair. So you are willing to enjoy it to a certain point, but then after that you say, that's too far. Yeah, sometimes, it, you know, I don't need, I'm not extreme about it. Well, what my about, thought is you? that if you say, I really like, I get, I enjoy being scared, then mm-hmm. why wouldn't you want the greatest one possible? Because the greatest one possible is too much. It's the same way like with, with heat. Like, I enjoy spice very much, yet I wouldn't eat a Carolina whatever pepper with those fucking right. guys in Florida, you know? Right. So. Interesting. That's sort of where I stand on it. Anna, what about you? No, I don't I don't think I'm up for uh, much of a haunted house thing. Do you watch scary shit? I used to. Mm-hmm. So much of that depends on who you're with, I find. So, like. My you, girlfriend won't watch anything yeah, scary. Yeah, same. Mine won't either. We watched Haunting of Hill House. And so fucking good it was incredible it's incredible but she really struggled with it it's really fucking scary it's really defense. scary yeah really scary it's really scary it's another recommendation but it's so well acted and so well shot that dude and it's as tragic as it is jump out scary absolutely you know it's it'll make you feel sad as much as it'll make you feel terrified yeah so uh we watched that and man she didn't love it but i kind of <laughs> said we gotta stick it out and she said, okay. And and so then after that, I didn't want to put her through that anymore. That's funny. Dude, I've watched that from start to finish three times. Whoa. Yeah, it's the only thing that I've watched multiple times, really, to be honest. And mm-hmm. it, like you said, it's it's a you have to stick with it show. Mm-hmm. The first four episodes where they do all the backgrounds of each character are a little slow. Like they're good, but they're like a little slow. Yeah. And then, But like by the end of that first episode, you're sort of hooked. Mm-hmm. But then once like bent neck lady thing gets explained, you're yeah. like, holy shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, great fucking show. Mm-hmm. What's up, Chris? Francis, what about ghosts? How do you feel about them? Um, I'm a pretty hard non-believer. Mm. I have no problem dismissing out of hand spirits and the, you know, those who haunt or possess <laughs> houses, whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's fair. And I think, unfortunately, I have this thought that, okay, prove me wrong right but then in the very asking of it they would right yes yes i would be taunting them totally and then they would bring 
they would bring out the grand finale fireworks display. So maybe you're a one out of ten. Well, you got to be on the scale. I think uh, let's call it a two. Okay, so you show one is the bottom. I'm the most agnostic okay. I could be without the fear without of taunt. saying atheist. <laughs> of trying to bring it not on. a ghost atheist. Yeah, but I am a very strong doubter. <laughs> well, do you know what I'm a big believer in? What's that? Sparkling tequila beverages with your fucking Are boys. Are you? Is that? <laughs> yeah, I believe in that. I believe in that for sure, I'm man. Big fan. I said it on last week's episode. This is the nicest T-shirt that I own. Yeah, the Cheeto. We're talking about Cheeto. C H I D O. It's the new sparkling tequila company that is taking beaches by storm. <laughs> I've had a lot of these puppies. They're really good, man. Been drinking them, tip, tipping them back like Capri Suns. They're they're just a delicious beverage. I don't really tip Capri Suns. Uh, it's nice as the sparkling seltzer market has kind of taken off. It's a nice thing that it's starting to become a little bit more nuanced. You yeah, know what I mean, like if you're a tequila person, you can find a tequila, and that's what this is. Yeah, this know? is real tequila. Keep in mind, real yeah. tequila. It is not fake bullshit. Real ingredients. Real pizza, not Papa John's. But <laughs> you know, the point is, it's Cheeto. That's what we're talking about here. We absolutely love. And uh, what, three grams of sugar total. Yeah. Uh, they've got five flavors, Mango Madness, the Paloma, that's my favorite. That's, that's and they've got the, the new spicy watermelon, which is really good, sea salt margarita, and there's one more, uh, which I can't remember, but that's okay. This stuff is incredible. Right now, you can get it in Florida, New York, New Jersey, and it's coming to a couple other states soon. But by all means, go on drinkcheeto.com right now. And order yourself a couple cases. Don't just order one because there's no point. All right. You're going to drink it so fast and then you're going to be mad that you didn't order more. You can trust me on that. You can. You can really trust me on that one. I promise you. I wouldn't lead you astray. Trust the friend. I wouldn't lead you astray. Drinkcheeto.com. If you like tequila drinks, this is the one for you. You're going to love it. Uh, Go there now and order some. So, dude. uh, We got on that subject because of something. Puberty. Yeah. Gorham, Maine. Gorham, Maine. So, so Boy, the original we, we'll, point. We'll open, a, we'll open a door and then go away from that. It's door. good that we come back. I think it's good. You know? We're circling back. Yeah. So all these kids on my AAU team for what sport? Basketball. Lacrosse? Oh, you played AAU hoops. Bro? I sure did. Yeah. That's dope. I was a big hooper uh, until about my freshman year of, co- of high school. I can see that. Um, at which point, I, I I liked skiing a lot, and the, you know, mm. I was a, I had soccer in the fall and lacrosse in the spring. And to do three varsity sports meant I couldn't get to the mountain, and that was too much. So I just let her go. Stopped the basketball. But these kids on my AAU basketball team, the Portland Pacers, okay, <laughs> they um, they all had armpit hair because they were all from cities that you know towns in Maine that had, I guess, denser water. Uh, the, the, the type of water that caused you to sprout some armpit hair. Early. So you were amongst fellow early bloomers, so just bigger, bigger boys, big boys, bigger boys. I mean, these kids were losing their virginity at five years old, ten years old. I don't know what it was. <laughs> and um, so as soon as I saw that, I said, "Okay, well then I'm not too soon." That's good. I'm not early. Found your way. And then I let it let it go. I let it flow. Nice. And then soon after that, some of my friends started catching up. It's weird. Yeah. You don't want to be the first guy to go through puberty. You don't. You certainly don't want to be the first gal. 
And you don't want to be the last either. Nobody wants to be the Lewis and Clark of boobs. <laughs> Being you know first I mean? is always scary, bro. Sure is. It's always scary. Yeah. But I remember well which person in our school had boobs first. I'm not going to say her name because I'm pretty sure she listens. And I don't want to just like call her out. But dude, I remember fourth. We'll call her, can we call her Boobs McGee? If you want, sure. Oh, Boobs McGee. Um, dude, I just remember she showed up first day of fourth grade with just a fucking... Big old pair of titties. Come on. Yeah. Are you are you serious? Yeah, fourth grade. Over the summer? I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but that makes sense. You know, it's a few month break. It's I enough just, time to I like, didn't know that they grew that fast. She just all of a sudden came to school with a fucking rack, dude. And everybody was like in love with her. Fourth grade? Yeah. Mm. I, I would well. that would have been too quick for me. Burr school. Dude, I wouldn't be surprised if she hits me up and is like, I know, like I had I had boobs. Like it was so uh, she was the only person with boobs. Yeah, but okay, so here's my point, right? Fourth grade, I wasn't ready to appreciate boobs. I was just starting to come around to it. I agree with you, though. Before that, it's kind of like, girls are fucking gross. Yeah. <laughs> I I liked girls. I had a cr- I had crushes on girls. Yeah. But it was more of like, uh, you know, I want to sit near you on the bus. <laughs> I want to look at yeah, you yeah. for a while. I got a kiss on the cheek on on a ride home in a van. One of those wooden panel vans after our two families had gone to dinner together. I got a kiss on the cheek. And she actually created a diversion to give me the kiss on the cheek. She said, look, a deer. And I looked out the window and she then kissed me on the cheek. And it was being locked in a headlock by some guy (laughs) and murdered. And you got the whole family was like, we've never seen that before. (laughs) Fortunately, that was the perfect moment for her to kiss you on the cheek. That's great. For our new listeners, our very new listeners, that's a call back to that. (laughs) old episode about i'm gonna bring that up as many times as i possibly can it's my favorite image i've ever thought of or heard of in my life but you're right like that's the kind of stuff you were doing you were getting like kiss on the cheek a peck on the lips and that was just like you got a peck when was your first peck on the lips oh i mean i didn't get a i kissed a girl on the bus on the way to dc but it was part of truth or dare so i don't know that that counts you're not counting that how old were you then uh seventh grade or eighth grade yeah there you go but dude if that doesn't count then like not till senior year of high school Ooh. Yeah. Speaking of blooming, I was wow. the opposite of old Fran. Yeah, the old blooming onion of a late over bloomer. Here. I I remember distinctly my first kiss. Have I ever told you this story? No, I don't think so. Okay. But, dude, I mean, you're just really fucking giving us the kiss stories late in the game, dude. That piano teacher story. Oh, yeah. Woo! Yeah. Whoa. Julia still Woo-hoo! thinks about that. On the Scoville scale or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Yeah, that was uh, that was a hot one. Yikes! Um, I, I would like to hear your first kiss story. All right, so first kiss was sixth end of sixth grade, okay? okay, and I was hanging out with Abby Atwood. Bless her heart. For some reason, I have no problem saying her name. <laughs> well, it's just such an American name, you just got, and we just use good discretion here. You, yeah, this podcast. girl's great. I, she's great. I, I I continued to know her through high school a little bit. She's an awesome person. And we were sixth grade sort of sweethearts. And um, I remember sixth grade ended. Hillman always had the <laughs> dance. Hillman, dude. He always had the dance. At his, <laughs> we were all about dances, you know? Dances are really cool. And he would have this dance in his garage. And what was unique about this dance was that it was only the sixth grader it, it, the other gr- dances that we had in a garage were there eight people in your class we didn't have many jesus uh, we probably had 50 
And they all fit in the garage? Just about. That's not this fucking. It's like a two two car garage. Fifty. Eh, I guess it makes sense. Yeah. And you you get close. You pack it in. But keep in mind too, you know, not everyone's in the garage. People are kind of down in the basement. So, but there was a it was this DJ, and it was always known there was this tradition that they would play "Stairway to Heaven" as the final song of the dance. They do that for you too. Yep. Middle school dances, kids night out. Yeah. Fucking grab onto those hips for eight minutes. That song is an eternity. I know. An eight minute song. And so I was dating Abby. We get together for our last slow dance. We're dancing. And we may have talked on AOL Instant Messenger about the possibility of smooching. <laughs> I can't exactly remember because I don't think I would have had the balls to do it right. without knowing that, it was okay. that she was on board. Totally. But man, I'll tell you. That song starts, and I think to myself, okay, you got plenty of time. You got plenty of time. And, you know, we're still dancing, dancing. The guitar solo hits, and I'm like, okay, we're about two-thirds of the way through. And I'm I'm almost having that panic attack you had over the uh, tickling documentary. <laughs> and I'm so nervous, and I'm so afraid, and... I really am struggling with this, and the song ends. Oh, shit. And I sort of hugged Abby and said, like, great. That was great. And then (laughs) turned away. And then, in this moment, right, at this time, I think there was an Allstate insurance commercial, and it was playing, where uh, there's, like, I don't know, t-ball baseball or or little league or something some kid backyard baseball hits a home run and the ball goes through the neighbor's wind window of his house it's an old man and all the other kids are like oh run and the kid who hit the home run owns up to his mistake and he goes and he knocks on the door of the guy and he apologizes right and the ad says flashes across their sort of the insurance company's motto at the time, which was the greatest risk is not taking one mm. all state. And that saying <laughs> stuck with me and <laughs> spurred me forward. As I had turned away from Abby, I, I thought to myself, the greatest risk is not taking <laughs> one. And I turned back around and I said, Hey, Abby, and then she turned and i cut through a couple people and leaned in and i kissed her wow that was your first one and and it was my first one good job dude and it was the greatest thing and i just i really need to thank all state insurance i think (laughs) for giving me the the the, you know the confidence to do that yeah guys if you're thinking about starting a podcast fill in the blanks here if i were in a concert right now and i said if you're thinking about starting a podcast i'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell anchor anchor and then you'd say go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast see all the best analytics you could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony it's a way that any person can look at it and be like "Ooh, that's pretty and also it's our podcast and there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize so you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, 
Anchor.fm. Download it now. Dude, isn't it amazing how when you were young like that, the way you would initiate a kiss would always be something weird like that? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, Abby. And then, you know what I mean? Or just like s- something weird. I mean, it's just crazy to look back on how hesitant I was to go for that until honestly yeah. like late college. And then I just completely reversed. I became the like, I'm going to go for it. I don't care at all. Mm. And if she rejects me, it's okay. Because yeah. there's a way to be rejected with dignity. Like, you try to kiss somebody, where are they going to hate you for trying to kiss them? It's a compliment. Even if you get rejected, yeah, they're like, sorry, I'm not interested in kissing you. And you're like, oh, man. like, yeah. you, you doesn't have to be weird. You're like, sorry, I just really wanted to kiss you. What about that? You know that feeling where you, you know that the person probably wants you to kiss them? The air is sort of yeah. thick. <laughs> the air is heavy. Yeah. And there's this, there's this sort of magnetism and and you're in that moment and you're like i could i feel like i i feel like it would be okay if i did yeah but you know you can't ask because then you puncture that heavy air balloon true and then you sort of look at each other for a bit and your eyes are like there's just there's all kinds of meaning and desire and then you sort of lean in and next thing you know you're your locked lips and you're, you're smooching you're playing tying each other's tongues in knots like some shoelaces yeah it's funny dude there's this illusion that like you need to look for the opening you know what i mean mm-hmm. like like there's the stereotypical moment of like <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah i know jimish that seen julio's face the, i wanted to kiss him myself the ch- <laughs> <laughs> the chuckle that leads into the straight face and then the kiss. Like, <laughs> yeah, nothing's that funny anymore. All of a sudden goes from being really funny to like, this, is, this isn't so funny anymore. <laughs> now it's important. Now it's on, There's baby. something on the line here. Dude, another rookie move is like closing your eyes before the kiss oh, starts. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, so <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? Hitch captures that funnily. It, it really does. Remember that scene? Hitch is a great movie. Hitch is a really good one. Yeah. Boy. Early smooches, man. The oh, early man. smooches. But it, you're right. I mean, it 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 kind of it kind of uh, loses its um its weight. It it it, it loses its uh, its standing, and it doesn't become a thing that you fear that much anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember I went to a concert, uh, some fucking techno concert in Copenhagen. <laughs> Sensation white. Oh, that sounds I, you know swedish house mafia david Guetta, oh, yeah. those fucking guys the good old days dude yeah and i think i made out with like eight different women there <laughs> i just kept bouncing around it's pretty fucked up you know everyone's kissing and you're like okay bye and you go on make out with someone else and uh the then smooching regains its gravitas when you start smooching people that you really like Mm-hmm. do you know what i mean yeah like you go on a couple dates with somebody that you are really into yeah and that first kiss feels once again feels meaningful magnitude yeah well dude the other thing about the the young kissing that is an important detail is the kissing was the fucking of eighth grade that's it you know what i mean like yeah that was the same so like that was what you talked about like the amount of times i heard someone be like she was a good kisser and everyone's yeah. like oh man she was yeah. a good kisser yeah it's like well what do you know yeah, dude, like Tony. <laughs> she was kisser. your fourth kiss. Yeah, it's, it's a good kisser. You don't have enough of a sample size. Yeah, that and second base. Those so, are what two. was your second base? 
The first time I did it? No, no. Uh, what touching, was the school's established boobs, second dude. Ba- That's what second base above was? Or b- above the shirt counted as well. Interesting. What about you? I don't even know, man. I don't know if we ever really established what the bases were. I mean, second base was just is just like a weak base. You know what I mean? Like third base was so much. There was so much going on on third base. Second base was like not that Yeah, third base a was base. a hive of activity. Third base was crazy. I mean, it's like it's like law school. You or might something. as well be married. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Of porn stars. Or I don't. I think it, in law school, the first year is supposed to be the hardest, right? <laughs> yeah. But like, it's it's like a little jumble. Like this year two, if the base is is like the most insignificant. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, three L third base. You hit a triple, man. Forget about it. You know that was nuts. I know, man. I was. You know what? I hit. I hit a. I hit a triple this morning. I had three bowls of uh, magic spoon cereal. <laughs> Dude, there's Couldn't a lot of stop. fiber. There's a lot of fiber in there, yeah, man. If you need to take me. a break here. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the old magic spoon, man. We absolutely love it. They are it is delicious, healthy cereal with all the tastes of the classics. Uh and, and yet it's actually not not bad for you. It's Dude, quite it's good great. for you. Zero it's grams nutritious. of sugar, thirteen to fourteen grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving, hundred forty cows per serving. Have they brought back some of the old flavors that everyone really liked? They sure have, buddy. Oh, good. Cookies and cream and maple waffle are now permanent flavors. Oh, the maple waffle. You can build your own box or get a variety pack uh with the available flavors as well. Cocoa, fruity frosted, peanut butter, blueberry. And cinnamon. I'm still a big fan of the peanut butter for what it's worth. The PB F-W-I-W. is delicious. Yeah. Um, this is all good stuff. You can go to magicspoon.com slash oops. Mm-hmm. Grab yourself any combination of any of the stuff we've just said. You get $5 off of your order. Magicspoon.com slash oops. Use promo code oops at checkout to save five bucks off. Uh, we think you guys are going to be happy. Yeah. Hit your triples, folks. Hit your triples, baby. Third base. Magic Spoon. <laughs> Enjoy it. Well, dude, I have a question. This this is a, I think, a good segue into this question that I have for you. Mm-hmm. This is about hand holding. Great. As an adult, I'm so glad you brought this up because hand holding is an is it's it's a whole language of its own. I think. So my first question is: Do you hold hands with your lovely lady in public? We do. Yeah, we do. But our hands get sweaty pretty quickly. And then you'll so you take and then a few we, strides. Uh, yeah, and then, then we disconnect. let go. How do you hold her hand? Do you want to show me? As we can do it together. We do. We go interlock. You interlock. Yeah, dude. What do you? What do you? What is, the only people? The only time you should be doing the cupping. No, but holding, this is the wrong way to do the cupping. That's wrong. This is oh wrong. no. What's you your cup way? like this. If you if you cup, you cup underneath, not from above. Well, that's a. I mean, who gets the under and the over? Wait, but you. There's a way to do both. The way. How did you just do it to me? You did this. Yeah, this is weird. This is like a reverse. Nobody. Yeah, this is. No, but that's that's only you have to think about this. Whatever you don't like could be. Stop trying to hold my fucking hand. <laughs> I just keep holding my hand. Stop. Up. Stop it. OK, so here's. <laughs> OK. <laughs> so so. It, it's just a question of what because she might not want to be the under underlink right 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 so you like a certain way so this is the thing as if you're gonna do the palm hold as the man you initiate the palm hold now my girlfriend has the same the same pushback that you have she's like what are you three years old you hold hands with the palm I'm i like, just I feel pu- like that's you you're leading a blind person through a a, a, a grocery store <laughs> well dude the nut the the interlock it feels like you're holding knuckle and you're not holding hand i want to hold hand i don't want to hold knuckle 
Okay. I prefer the palm handhold, but she tells me that th that's immature and embarrassing. So we tend to just not end up holding hands because she makes of, fun of me. It's a little Winnie the Pooh-esque. <laughs> think you're looking at like a, uh, two people with mittens for hands. No, no defined, you know, digits. Winnie the Pooh and Christopher Robin? Yeah. So you think the interlock's the only way I think to go. the interlock is the romantic way. I would hold a child's hand, my child's hand, with the palm method. I would palm my child's hand. Interesting. I don't think that I would, I wouldn't interlock with a child's hand. Is that like the equivalent of palming your spoon instead of holding it with your fingers? I think a little bit. It's a little <laughs> bit of a truck driver hold. Yeah. Dude, I got to be honest. People, when I see my friends do the palm spoon hold in adulthood, and there are people that do it, mm -hmm. I'm like pretty blown away. I'm like, dude, how you, I, I equate that with not having manners. To be I, honest. I, I mean, it's it's that, and it's also just a sign of somebody who who probably doesn't understand, you know, parts of speech, <laughs> doesn't really read. Right, much. it makes you seem like an idiot. Very, very simple minded. It's a it's a throwback to Cro Magnon man. Yes, people yes. eating with a spoon made from the bone spur <laughs> of an antelope that they speared. And then dragged back to the cave and then ate via candlelight or firelight. <laughs> Brow ridges and all. And told their stories by carving them into the wall with pictures. That's too funny. I don't think I don't think holding a spoon in the fist is um is something anyone should do. That's ridiculous. <laughs> but back to the hand holding, I'm surprised to hear that you do that. Don't you find that the the interlocking handhold is more intimate? I find the palm to be more intimate. I feel like you're touching more of them when you do it. And the palm is the epicenter, whereas I find that the knuckle openings are the epicenter of the interlock. And I find that to be less intimate, personally. Huh. The one thing I don't love about the interlock is that the bones start to push against each other. And then your fingers yeah, hurt. totally. It's like this pre-arthritic... Spindly. It's not great. Yeah, it's a little bone on bone. A little yeah. bone on bone. A little mm -hmm. too bone on bone for your boy. Yeah. Oh. Um, but I, I'll tell you, man, I, I'll never forget that I was, I, I had my first kiss before I held a girl's hand. That's that's interesting. And then, holding hands was more was something I feared more than kissing. Why? I don't know. Just the idea of like and how to initiate it. Something about it. It felt more uh, advanced mm -hmm. sexually mm -hmm. than kissing. Isn't that weird? No, it, 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 that time was just a, a weird time, man. Like even at the end of the year, the last day of school, I remember that like you would try to hug every hot yeah, girl, hugging, was and that big. was a big deal. Like you'd be like, "Oh, I hugged every like," and then you'd go home and tell your talk to your boys about who you hugged. Yeah. So our our school was a little nuts on AOL Instant Messenger. This is where all of the flirting and yeah. every kind ours of ours too, ours too, anything happened was all on AOL Instant Messenger. So. Uh, I will never forget that for whatever reason, it became a, a, a thing where if you started going out with somebody, someone became your established girlfriend or whatever, boyfriend, you would put in your profile and tell each other on I am, I love you. And gotcha. then in the profile, gotcha. it would be like, love you, oh, yeah. Alice. I would have <laughs> said her last name. This is a real girl. And. I mean, you're not going to believe this, but she was like murdered. What? Years later. Oh my God. How? 
she was in Atlanta uh, dating this guy who was like a chef. They lived mm-hmm. together. And that guy, I think, had some kind of beef with two bad guys. I and know. they came to the house and killed them both. Oh, my shot them. God, dude. Jesus. I was her first kiss. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's one of the most... I, it's just astonishing, bizarre, horrific things. Dude, getting murdered is just like the craziest thing. It just really is, bro. Like, think think about how few people you know who have been murdered. And I was going to ask you, do you know anybody that's been killed? Yeah. And dude, I mean, there's... Thank, Intentionally? Yes. And thank, I mean, thank God that there is, um, that we don't know that many people. Because I imagine some people can't say the same. I thought Some you were about are... to do that life insurance read that no, I did no. for a while. And I was like, Oof, I don't know, Julio. This doesn't seem like the time. Next episode, dude. Next episode. Um, but yeah, I know one guy who got stabbed to death because he was banging this kid's girlfriend. And the guy let him out to the woods to go fishing. He didn't oh know that he knew. God. Fucking stabbed him to death. Crazy. And dude, then my fucking manager, RIP, and it's actually like the year, two year anniversary since he Dave was Kimowitz. killed. You know him too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in his own house, same thing, stabbed. I mean, dude, it's the most insane news to get. I mean, somebody dying is already insane news. Like, somebody getting murdered is just like, yeah. it fucking rocks your world, man. Yeah. What I'm, about you? I'm curious about that, um, the one about the one where he the, the guy led the guy out to yeah. fish. Yeah, this guy was so, a good guy, too. I mean, well, here's my question. So he said, you said he hooked up with the guy's girlfriend? I think so. So why was he not skeptical that that guy might be up to no good i mean i think they, those two i got i mean this guy was sort of a woodsman if i remember correctly him going fishing wouldn't have been a crazy thing for him to have been doing he lived in the part of town that was like the most rural and everywhere in this in these towns is rural but this was the most rural okay. it was like near the power plant there's a nuclear power plant in my town i, don't oh. know if I, I think i maybe sure that once. anyway so him his boy being like Hey, man, it would be the same as me saying to you, like, let's do whatever we do. Yeah, but this is the thing. It would be you saying that. It would be me saying to you, yo, let's go fishing. If you know that I'm a big fisherman or whatever, but you've are, you've banged my girlfriend. Yeah, and but I've been banging your girlfriend, and you don't know. And, and you haven't known this whole time. So there's no reason for me to think that suddenly on this particular day out of all the days that we've gone fishing so they we, we've been fishing a bunch yes we fish all the time boy you're a bad guy for continuing to bang my girlfriend while i keep baiting your hook i know i know i mean dude no offense to that guy i mean but you know he's a good he was a good dude uh you know when i knew him at least this happened a couple of years after we graduated um but it, it was a huge bummer and so he was stabbed correct and then did the guy confess i believe so Oof. I know. That's fucking dark. And that dude. guy's in prison? I, I, to my knowledge, yes. What? How much time do you get for something like that? I think life. That's murder I, one. It's premeditated yeah, murder, premeditated right? murder. I think you're pretty much fucking toast for that. Really? Right? I don't. Maybe not. If it's your first offense? I don't know. I, I actually have absolutely no idea. I don't know. You were the paralegal. I know, but we didn't this have... Your... We had street crimes. We didn't have gotcha. too many murders. Gotcha. Murder's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, what do you got, Chris? Chris did some some digging. Um, uh, generally, sentence of fifty years to life, twenty five years to life in some circumstances. Mm. Okay, so okay. You, you're a good boy for twenty five years. You can maybe get out on parole. Yeah, maybe they get parole or whatever. Damn. Well, yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, I'd forgot. I had forgotten about 
Alice being murdered. We weren't in touch much after I went to a different high school. Um, which is the reason I was telling this story about the I love you thing. Because what was happening, <laughs> we were at this school. from I was from school from first to eighth grade. It was a small school, a small private school. <clears throat> and then I went to this much bigger school for high school. I switched schools. And as soon as I got to that new school, I started sort of like flirting with this girl. And uh, I think we were like, yeah, let, well, let's go out. And obviously she had a very different understanding of what that meant from where she had gone to middle school versus me. And I instantly put in my right. AOL Instant Messenger profile, like, I love I-L-Y Erica or something. Well, because that you, was just the way well, things Well, you go were. out with me is how you ask someone to be yeah. your girlfriend back then. Yeah, and then that really spooked her. Is that for you too, Chris? When you were like in middle school, will you go out with me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that spooked her. And then, you know, I would find out a year later or two years later, like that, that they, that she and her friends that thought that me doing that was oh. the weirdest thing ever. And I, I, it was no way for me to explain like, well, that's just what I was accustomed. That's how we did that's it. That's how I we came did it there. From. I didn't mean anything weird. I didn't actually love you. Did she say she figured that out eventually or did she not even give you that? No, she didn't really give me that much. That. Dude. Yeah. That's and you know up. what? That's okay. That's yeah. okay, because she wasn't the one. She wasn't the one. No, Erica wasn't the one. She wasn't. No. <laughs> and and I hope she's listening to that. <laughs> Sorry, Erica. So that she knows now that I didn't love her. Mm. And that even if we had somehow found a way past that, and she'd been understanding, eventually I would have dumped her. Oh, okay. You know, you hearing me, Erica, out there? <laughs> you horrible person. <laughs> no, she's sweet. She's sweet. I don't know. Maybe she's bad. Fucking Erica, Maybe dude. Maybe she's killed people. She may have. Uh, murder, though. Yeah, dude, I don't know. I don't know. It's tough. I, I don't know too many people who have either been intentionally killed or killed somebody. Yeah, I, you know, I know the guy who... Uh, did you ever hear the story? The guy who like uh, killed this guy at like a late night hang... And then he tried to like burn his body and get away with it. And it turned out that like his sugar daddy is this jeweler. Did you ever read that whole story? It's like this big story. That did ring a bell yeah, somehow, this big, the jeweler huge, thing. This huge story. And we knew this kid. And he said that the guy was his long lost dad. And he had all these, he had like a fancy watch, like all this shit. And he's like, yeah, like I've reconnected with my dad, but it just turned out that it was his sugar daddy. And then this whole thing happened where he like killed. I vaguely remember that. Yeah. And he killed the older man. No, no, no. He the killed sugar this... daddy killed the kid? No, no, no. This kid just killed some other kid. Like they like went back to his apartment. They were fucked up. I don't know what the hell happened. Like it was over cigarettes. It was like something stupid. And oh, then man. he ended up killing the guy. Uh, and it was this whole big story. Well, dude, I'll tell you this. If anybody is planning on murdering anybody, I definitely recommend doing it in a pair of bird dogs. Yeah, the, it is the <laughs> outfit of choice for would-be assassins. Uh, you're not going to be constricted, that's for sure. The underwear are built in, therefore there's less likelihood of different elements of clothing being used as evidence because they are all together as one. Yeah. Uh, if you need to suddenly jump in the water and be amphibious, 
your shorts will be perfectly up to the task. That's it. I, I feel <laughs> like we should probably say, by the way, that the brand of bird dogs in no way uh, would claim to be the <laughs> outfit of choice for, for murdering. <laughs> I don't think that that's what they're about at all. But uh, these are our words, not theirs. Um, but it's the point remains. Yeah. They are great shorts for... Uh, for crime. Your misdeeds. In yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shorts and pants, underwear built in, incredibly comfortable. We love them. We wear them all the time. I'm wearing them right now. Uh, birddogs.com, promo code oops. You'll get something. You sure will. You'll get something. We don't know what it is. So get your bird dogs. <laughs> this is what, what we needed to get to here. Mm-hmm. Could you kill somebody? I don't think so, dude. So you kill somebody. Like it depends. Are you man. then are you then telling people you're coming forward about it? It just dude, it depends. Like unfortunately, like a lot of it is kind of circumstantial. Like if I was 18 years old and somehow, you know, was convinced that going to the army was the move for me and I end up in a war and I end up killing people. Yeah. I, does that I, not count? I, I don't mean, I'm not no no no. You mean clan, We're not going clandestine there. murder? This, this is what I mean. <laughs> I'll give you I'll give you a couple different circumstances. Okay. Okay? So it's today. Okay. You're you. At your age, okay. everything's the same. You're hanging out with somebody, maybe not even a friend. I don't know. For whatever reason, they die, mm-hmm. and you're the cause. Oh wow! Maybe, maybe, Is maybe it's accident? an accident. Okay. Maybe you were goofing around. You you give him a playful shove. He falls backwards, hits his head on a rock, and dies. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're out in the woods though. Nobody is gonna find out for some reason. Like people don't know that the two of you are hanging out. Do I know that for? But like, there's no way to know that for a fact. There's a really, really good chance that no one will find out. Not only that, but um, I I feel like if you don't uh hide the body, like if you don't do what you have to do, people will find out that it was you. Wow. And I, and it would be very hard for you to convince people that it was an accident, right? So it's looking really bad for you, and mm-hmm. you have to take action. Could you do it? No, I think I would still just try my best to make to like make people believe that I didn't do it because, dude, like it, trying to hide it, and then if they find out, but like you said, there's like I I almost definitely will get away with it. But dude, somebody I know, I couldn't. I just literally couldn't do it. Could you do it? Oh. I, it's tough to it's tough to come <laughs> up with this scenario, right? Where as soon as it happens, you instantly know I'm fucked mm-hmm. the, from how this looks. N- there's no there's no way that I will be able to convince a jury that this was a complete accident. Mm-hmm. Maybe the person you're with, the two of you hate each other, and people know that, right? Mm, okay. And maybe you were trying to actually like squash your beef, but one of you brought a gun to shoot doves. He brought the gun. He brought a gun to do a little pheasant hunting and you're playing around with the gun. He's showing you how it works. Accidentally, the gun goes off. You kill him, right? And everyone knows the two of you don't like each other. They don't know that the two of you were trying to sort out your differences and all all of these horrible coincidences make you look very guilty Mm -hmm. i mean dude it it would have to be the absolute 
once in a generation perfect storm of like in order for you, people in order for me to think that you intentionally killed this guy the amount of coincidence it would just be like so unlikely but for the sake of this exercise fine and i still don't think that i could try to cover it up i just don't think i could do it. i couldn't live with it i would just be like okay 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 let's say you panic mm-hmm. you try to cover it up and you do cover it up somehow you get rid of the body okay bury it or tie it up in a bag and then put a bunch of bricks and then <laughs> throw it into the Gowanus canal <laughs> then is the guilt so heavy that you can't live with it and you confess no i mean dude once i'm that far i'm not confessing oh but i dude i would never get that far though uh, okay so if if i were to be doing that i would commit to it i'm gonna still stick with the fact that, or with the with the idea that i could not commit to it okay here, here's here's another one ready mm-hmm. let's say that hillary killed someone uh, okay and she calls you in a panic mm-hmm. she's like you're not i'm i'm i don't i'm screaming you know crying i i can't believe this this is what happened it's it's gonna look so bad it looks so bad <laughs> And you're like, okay, no problem. I'll be right there. And you go and you walk in and you're like, yeah, oh, this looks real bad. You know, her fingerprints are everywhere on the murder weapon. You know, all what, what, what like all the accident, it's an accident, whatever. Could you cover it up for no, her? No, no, dude, I couldn't, I just couldn't do it. I'd be more like, I honestly would be more likely to cover it up for myself than for her. Oh, interesting. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're being real. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, she would never be able to, to like, she's the least likely person in my, that I know to be able to like, try to hide some shit like that. Uh huh. Okay. Where got do it. you stand on all this, dude? I don't really know. Honestly, uh, you hearing your responses helps me sort of piece through the process of it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there are times where I'm watching a movie where someone gets murdered. I watched The Heat for the first time. Or Heat. Oh, it's great. What an incredible movie. It's so good. I, it's one of those ones that I don't know how I missed it. I know. Val And Kilmer people would so probably dope. make fun of me for having missed it as long as I did. It's a really good one. Yeah. I, I watched that one a couple years ago, too, and same was in the same boat. It's incredible. Yeah. And there's a lot of murdering in that movie, a lot of killing. Mm-hmm. And you sort of become desensitized to it. And then you ask yourself, well, could I do that? Mm-hmm. Could I shoot somebody? Mm-hmm. Could I kill somebody? Whatever. And um, as you said, watching that movie, I thought, yeah. (laughs) But then you kind of try to put it a little bit more realistic to your own life. You shape it around the the circumstances you're living in. And um, I think that it would be very hard for me. Yeah. Do you have in your mind, if I said to you right now in your life, you get to kill one person. No one will ever find out. Uh, no consequences. And it, it's over. Does someone come into your brain? Yeah. You have one person in your brain? Uh-huh. Presented with that opportunity, would you do it? No. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> come on. What about you? I, I just wouldn't. I'd- I wouldn't, but I think that the reason is that it would give me more satisfaction to watch them grovel 
and then say you're not even worth the uh, bullet. That's good. That's good. I, I'll be honest though. I could be convinced that it was for the good of mankind. Oh, that's how bad this person is. If it turned into that, there's a chance, more of a likelihood that I could be able to do it. Uh huh. If it wasn't just my personal thing. Interesting. I do. I do have someone in my mind too. I know exactly who it would be. Really? Yeah. Is it somebody you know personally or no? No. Um, it's someone I've spoken to. Okay. But uh. It's funny because I really don't want to say anything about who this person is because if they were to accidentally <laughs> die instantly, yeah, I would be yeah. a suspect yep. based on this conversation. Correct. Correct. I know. It's crazy. It's a crazy world. And I don't even, I, I do think I would love it if they died. Is that a horrible thing to say? like no no you know what it's human i don't think i want them to die what i really want and i think i've said this before you think you want them to die i think i would love for like terabytes of child pornography to be discovered on their hard drive that's your go-to dude uh, this i've had that fantasy <laughs> not fantasizing about the child pornography but that a, a squad of you know fbi agents bursts through their door with that big battering ram and says don't touch that keyboard you know he's trying to scrub it but it's he's not in time and then he then he's in jail for that, and his reputation is completely ruined. ruined. And he looks he's painted as a total hypocrite for living a shell of a life. Yeah, that's that's what I want. That to me would be justice. I don't want him to die. <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, we have one more one more thing here. Somebody emailed us this. This is quick, um, but I thought that you might find this interesting. Have you ever heard of Poe's law? Is it Edgar Allan Poe? I. P O E. It must be. That must be the origination of it. I'm not really sure. P-O-E. Poe's okay, Law. Okay, I have not. Okay, so this is what Poe's Law is. Um, this guy was like, just have Francis read the Poe's Law Wikipedia article. Uh, it will explain a lot to him. Um, so here we go. Mm. Poe's Law is an is adage. Is adage the word? Yeah. Poe's Law is an adage of internet culture stating that without a clear indicator of the author's intent... It is impossible to create a parody of extreme views such that it cannot be mistaken by some readers for a sincere expression of the views being parodied. Okay, I kind of get what that means. I think it's it I think it's it does sort of play into your previous troubles that you seem to have been much better about. Yeah, they say they say that uh the, the, this this happened this is I've been this has been cited for me before. Really? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm I'm I have a great I have so, to Poe's Law, okay. I find that my richest comedy lives on that edge. Yeah. Where people are not certain. Right. And unfortunately, that also is a dangerous place to live. Right. Because then you get accused of things, and then if you, you feel shitty having to explain that you were just kidding, uh, because then that ruins the magic show. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. um, here's an example. We talked about this a number of episodes ago, but I wrote that song about the ages of consent in the country. Oh yeah, right. right. Perfect example. Yeah, this is a, this. So after I think you know the Chris D'Elia stuff came out, uh, I I wrote this song because a lot of his fans were saying or people were saying like, well, the technically the states in which he pursued these young women, the law said it that seventeen was the age of consent or sixteen which I found to be ridiculous for two reasons. One, I don't understand how we don't have some universal federal law 
some minimum age of consent, which in my mind should be 18, right? I feel mm-hmm. like 16 is way too young. Um, and, and then secondly, uh, what a, what a specious, uh, you know, excuse for this behavior. Like it doesn't matter that it was, it it happened in Illinois or whatever. And 17, they're like, get out of here. You know, you're, it's still creepy. Mm -hmm. So I wrote this song. It's, it, it, it blew up on Twitter. It really blew up on Twitter because the woman or the girl who had, I think, provided the microphone on Twitter for a lot of Crystalia's accusers saw it and then thought that I was making light of all of these women who had come forward. And I was trying to do the exact opposite, which was to say, like, fuck anyone who defends this behavior, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this predatory behavior. Because the last line of the song is like, the age of consent in our country varies state to state. Memorize this song or just don't or just go fuck someone your age. You right, know? Right, right. Um Okay. I remember you getting a little bit of shit for that. So I was going back and forth. I I, I didn't want to engage with the, the crazy Twitter thing, but it started blowing up, getting towards a million views on Twitter, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, like, you know, all these people are are changing the intent of the song because they're what they're saying about it is getting its own growth it likes and and then all of a sudden these top comments are defining the song even though they didn't write it right and it's losing i'm losing control of this thing that i made Mm -hmm. so i finally dove in and i was like listen i was on your side like i was trying to make a satirical song mocking the people who were against you guys and then someone wrote back like satire loses its point when those when it's too hard to understand understand that it's satire or something right Mm -hmm. and then i wrote back to that like if people can't tell that a song to the tune of yankee doodle dandy is satire then i can't fucking help them right that's fair fair point and that was sort of where i i I landed on the issue you know what i mean absolutely um like if you can't tell this is satire, then my work's not for you. Mm. Uh, I can't cater to the lowest common denominator. We'll never get anywhere right. in humor right. if we are just playing to the dumbest person in the room. Right. Um. So I don't know. What do you make of all that? I do. I think you know it's it's a risk to make to do it. You know what I mean? Because you know something like this can happen. However, it's so clearly a joke that doesn't really have any it's like a victimless joke ultimately like it's different like when when you got in trouble for real there was like a speci- it was so it was specific enough that you could get in trouble for yeah it. taking on a concept in a joking manner it's it's ultimately low stakes you know what i mean and i'm sure you were a little like shook at the beginning of the day but nothing came of it because how could something come of that you know what i mean yeah funny or not i thought it was very funny clever song um and a lot of people thought it was hilarious also yeah it was um, fine it was fine that, that all blew over pretty quickly it wasn't a big deal no big deal i made a big deal of it at the time but that's because i was nervous you were in yeah you were in the crossfire yeah anyway uh pose pose law is pose that what law, it's called baby. Pose you know law. the other one that i've gotten into lately is occam's razor what's that i just think the names of some of these things are what so cool that? occam's razor is this i i think it's this concept in philosophy that um the 
explanation for something that requires the least amount of assumptions uh, is typically the correct one. That makes sense. A very simple way to say it is like the simplest truth is usually the right one, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But there's more to it. And we can get into that on the next episode because I got to read a little more on it. But um, Occam's Razor. Yeah, big fan. Occam's Razor. At France CCLS. Yeah. At Not Julio. At Oops the Podcast. Two years going strong. Hell yeah. Let's make year three big, dude. Third base. Third base. Third base is the big one. Lots baby. of activity. A hive. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to you soon.